Welcome to Talking Business Now. I'm your host, Kelly Scanlon. Thank you for joining us. Do you feel like your presentations are missing something that would make you a knockout on stage? Well, our guest today is Diane Darista, and she believes that anyone can become a public speaker. She joins us on Talking Business Now to provide the steps to create and deliver a talk that will have your audience buzzing, whether you're on a stage in front of hundreds of people in a sales presentation, around the boardroom table, or any other situation where your message matters. Diane is the founder and CEO of Duresta Communications, a New York City consultancy that serves business leaders who deliver high-stakes presentations. She's the author of Knockout Presentations, How to Deliver Your Message with Power, Punch, and Pizzazz. It's an Amazon.com category bestseller. Diane has spoken on four continents and is often quoted in the major media. She's the past president of the New York City chapter of National Speakers Association and a former media trainer for the NBA and WNBA. Diane is a certified speaking professional, a designation held by fewer than 12% of speakers nationwide. And her blog, Knockout Presentations, made the top 50 public speaking blogs. We'll start talking business now with Diane right after this message from our sponsor, Interobang Solutions. Would you like to position your company as an industry thought leader, increase engagement, and build credibility with prospects and clients? Establish your influence as a trusted resource? Interobang Solutions offers full-service writing and publishing solutions that deliver your company's messages with a bang. You can count on us to provide turnkey solutions that support your existing marketing and communication staff or act as your full-service outsourced partner. Interobang Solutions, providing custom writing, editing, and publishing solutions. Call 913-676-7272 or visit www.interobanksolutions.com. That's 913-676-7272 or www.interobanksolutions.com. We're talking business now with Diane DeResta, the author of Knockout Presentations, How to Deliver Your Message with Power, Punch, and Pizzazz. In this episode of Talking Business Now, Diane shares with us about why speaking is the new competitive advantage and how we can all become knockout speakers. Welcome, Diane. Thank you, Kelly. It's great to be here. Such an important topic. So many people are just so scared of public speaking. And as you say, it's become so imperative that we all hone these skills. In fact, you believe that anyone can become a public speaker. So tell us why. Yeah, tell us why you think that and why speaking is the new competitive advantage. All right. Well, first of all, let me answer the second question, why public speaking is the new competitive advantage. I've been saying this for the past few years because that wasn't true when I started out in this business. And what's different now in this digital age is it's extremely competitive, so much more so than, say, 20 years ago. And the world has become commoditized. So even if you have a unique 
product or service, it's just a matter of time before your competitors can duplicate it. So what really sets you apart from the crowd is your presentation. And that presentation is what builds the relationship and creates the trust. So you can no longer avoid this skill. And here's the other reason, especially if you're a woman in business. I always say there are two equalizers in life money and public speaking. So if anybody is out there as a female trying to break down doors, speaking is one of the best ways to be visible because when you're out there speaking, people see you as the expert. It's one of the best, most powerful, cost-effective marketing tools I can think of because here's what happens. People hear you and they may not do anything right away, but down the road when they're thinking of that service, product, or expertise, they think of you as the expert. And so they get to test drive the car in a sense because they see you in action. So there's no better way to establish trust than face-to-face. So that's the first thing. We can no longer be without this skill in order to move up. You must be visible. You must be heard. The good news is that anybody can be an effective speaker. And I always say that gifted speakers are born, but effective speakers are made. I know that from personal experience because when I was a freshman in college, I got closed out of my last three credit course and the only thing that was open was public speaking. So of course I signed up and I remember the first presentation was a self-introduction. I was the last to go. So I remember sitting on a desk in the front of the room on the professor's desk and I got more and more nervous and started talking faster but I thought maybe people won't notice. And just as I was winding down, I heard this stage whisper in the back of the room, and it was one of the students who said, look, her shoulders are shaking. Well, I wanted to dive under the table and never come back, but I did, and I got a B in the class. So I was not a standout. And if you had told me then that I would be doing this professionally, speaking on four continents, and coaching sports celebrities and CEOs, I would have laughed. It was just not part of my experience at that point. So I tell that story to indicate that this is skills-based. And when I work with people, and when, the reason I wrote knockout presentations is I wanted to give people the tools. So I've written knockout presentations as a seminar in a book. Anybody can pick it up, and the skills are right there. And what I love is it's got a wide breadth. It's been used on college campuses as well as in the C-suite. And so when you think about speaking, there are two things. I'm going to make it very simple. It's mindset and skill set. You have to have the skills, you have to know Mm -hmm. what they are, but you also have to have the right attitude. And a lot of times what happens is people don't think they're important, especially if it's an associate talking to senior management, especially when they're going in to speak to the CEO. And I tell them, you are a VIP, and the reason is you have information in your update that that executive needs. Otherwise, you wouldn't be at the meeting. So they start to change their mindset about who they are and what they have to offer. Now with CEOs, let me tell you, there is a massive ROI in speaking. And you know, my pet peeve, Kelly, is I go into corporations and people call what I do a soft skill. Oh, yes. Well, I am here to tell you that this has a hard bottom line dollar result. Let me tell you a quick story about a CEO I worked with. He wanted to convince the executive committee to fund the building of a vaccine facility. 
there was no guarantee of success, and then there would be three years of clinical trials afterwards. So this was high stakes. So what he did is he called me in and we arranged a coaching relationship and we looked at everything from the mindset of the listener to the PowerPoint, the messaging, the delivery, everything. End result is he got the approval. That vaccine facility was built and that $300 million investment turned into a $1 billion success. So if that doesn't quantify the power of effective speaking, I don't know what does. And imagine if he had not had the skills to convince them and to present himself, they would have lost all that profit. So it behooves all of us to get better and better at this skill. It is a business skill. So for any CEO who's listening, you can't be dull and boring and monotone. Your analysts are making a difference when it turns out that you're speaking on Investor Day. I can tell you a really quick story where a CEO hired me to work with his team. He said, I want you to coach me, the president, the general manager, and the head of R&D, research and development. We have got to get these airtight. These presentations cannot go over 20 minutes. So I worked with them. They did a great job. And then about two weeks later, I get this email from the head of investor relations, and it said, uh, it was a success. We've got good reports from the analysts, and our stock is at an all-time high. So again, we think of stocks as, well, it's the fundamentals, it's the numbers, it's your revenues. No, there's a big psychology affecting the stock market and how people rate your, your stock as an analyst. So this is not small potatoes. This is a really important skill that everybody needs. Definitely. And those numbers that you just threw out, I mean, talk about an ROI. Mm -hmm. One of the other key things that you've made clear as you've been talking is that you know, some people might look at your book and think, oh, I, I don't present. I'm, I'm not on a speaking tour. I don't get up in front of large audiences. But from what you're saying, the, the, these skills are just as important around a boardroom table, during a sales presentation, if you're a salesperson. They're, they're helpful from one end of the, the range in your company to the other. Without a doubt, and I always re redefine public speaking because people think it means you're standing in front of an audience of 100 with a microphone and a lectern. No. Right. I ask people, do you leave voicemails? That is public speaking. And you can determine whether or not someone calls you back by the quality of your voicemail. Most of us have meetings whether they're one-on-one -on -one or a small group, how you organize your thoughts, how you connect with that listener or listeners makes a difference. It will make or break the outcome of your sale or of whatever it is that you are talking about. So in the book, on, in Chapter 7 especially, called Listener-Centered Communication, I have templates. I have a step-by-step -step outline process where all you have to do is fill in the blanks. Because one of the biggest mistakes we all make is we're speaker-centered. We come from what's important to us instead of leading with what's important to the listener. And so I show you how to back into that and start with the listener's idea in mind. And it also helps you reduce your preparation time. And so when I work with people one-on-one -on -one or in groups, I actually have them understand that template so if they're on the fly they have a way to organize their thoughts what's really critical especially in 
business is getting to the point. And I was interviewed last year by the Wall Street Journal. I think the article was called Over Talking Can Kill Your Career. And the, the journalist said to me, well, tell me what's been going on in your business. And I said, you know, the last three executives I had had trouble getting to the point. And one of them, it was really impacting his job. He was a new CFO, and he was in the weeds. And so he had to learn how to talk at a 30,000-foot level because the partner's eyes were rolling. Once he learned how to speak like a CFO, he gained the respect and credibility. So this is something that affects all of us. It, it definitely does. And let, let's drill down a little bit more because when you were talking, giving the example of the CEO who had to learn to speak at a 30,000 mm-hmm. foot level because his partner's eyes were rolling when he got down into the granular territory, mm-hmm. you know, there, you, you talk about in the book about how audience expectations of speakers have changed. Mm-hmm. So obviously this guy learned what his partners were, were being responsive to and learned to adapt. So, so in a broader sense then, how have just in general, how have audience expectations changed when it comes to speaking, listening well, to speakers? you and I both know the bar is so much higher than it was, and that's because of all the information, the TED Talks have really raised the bar, and if anyone doesn't know what TED is, it stands for Technology, Entertainment, and Design, and those are those 20-minute talks you see on the internet, and so those are shorter, 18 to 20 minutes. The attention span is the attention span of a gnat. I saw a statistic and it said that the average attention span for humans is seven seconds, which is one second shorter than a goldfish, which is pretty upsetting. (laughs) Yeah. So you've got to get to the point right away. You've got to be compelling. You have to be able to engage them, especially when you're talking to adults. Adults want control over their learning. So think of interaction and engagement as key words that you need to have in your toolbox when you're preparing a talk. People don't want to listen to talking heads. No, they certainly don't. You mentioned, too, uh, in your book that if you're nervous, which, you know, speaking ranks right up there as as a major fear. So Mm -hmm. I would wager to say that most of the people who speak are nervous. But you say if you're nervous, you're self-centered. Yes. Why do you why do you say that? (laughs) I say this to audiences all the time. And I'll say to them, if you're nervous, and I'm not saying butterflies, we all have a little bit of adrenaline, that's good. But if you're really focused on that, you're being self-centered because it's all about me, myself, and I. Oh, I hope I don't trip. I better not forget what I, say, I, I want to say. Oh, I'm terrible at this. That's all about you. So get over yourself. It's not about you. It's about them. Your attention is on the wrong place. You need to be focusing on the audience. How can I make them feel comfortable? What can I say to them to engage them? and give them some value. It's not about you. And the other thing I know when someone's very nervous is they're living in the future. They're thinking about all the things that could go wrong. The best speakers are in the present, and that's why if something happens, they can recover because they are in the moment with their audience. They know it's not about a memorized script. It's about having a conversation. Right. And, you know, another thing that you talk about, I, I love the way you phrase some of these these things. They're easy to remember. They get to the point. Uh, so one of the mental illustrations that you do refer to is called speech sandwich. What, what is a speech sandwich? <laughs> well, 
I'm such a foodie, so my metaphors <laughs> are food. And after we leave this interview, I will ha- be having some dark chocolate. But seriously, mm. I thought it was a good analogy or metaphor for organizing a talk because so often people get into the weeds too quickly. And so if you think of a sandwich, think of a Kaiser roll, the top of the bun and the bottom of the bun should be equal in size. And the thickest part should be in the middle where you have your meat, your turkey, your ham, your lettuce, your cheese, your tomato. And so if you start with a short opening and with a short closing and save the details for the middle, you will be on strong ground. And that's the concept. Minute beginning, minute end, and save the bulk of the time for the middle. Now that, that is a great mental illustration. If you could choose two, three top mistakes that speakers make, and then just quickly some tips on how to overcome those, what would they be? Well, the number one I, would, I just alluded to, being speaker-centered. I mm-hmm. see that in every kind of seminar, every coaching. And so the goal is, re- the best thing is read Chapter 7, Listener-Centered Communication, and it gives you this, the structure on how to be listener-centered. Another one would be lack of focus. A lot of times, the message goes all over the place because people are not really clear about their outcome. So here's a quick tip. Fill in the blank. At the end of the presentation, the audience will blank. The answer to that is your outcome. When you start there, then everything that you structure or craft will lead you to that outcome and you'll stay focused like a laser. Just don't be like someone in the audience who once said, I asked for examples and he said, at the end of the presentation, the audience will applaud. Well, that's very nice. That is not an outcome. <laughs> so you, know, you want to be clear about why am I doing this? This is the why. And then another mistake that's very common is lack of preparation, which mm-hmm. is not the same as lack of focus. People don't spend the time that they need, and it's truly 90% preparation and 10% delivery. And that's why when senior executives have coaches, a lot of the time, it's helping them schedule time in their calendar to do what they need to do. Otherwise, they're on the plane last minute going through a PowerPoint deck, and that is not called preparation. So it's the YAM formula. Know yourself, know your audience, and know your message. It, it really takes a lot of preparation for it, a short piece. Definitely. And then you, can inc- you could also go into, they're going to have to read this in the book, but how you go into the room uh, and find out how it's set up so that you're comfortable in it before you just walk into it cold and a, a lot of little details like that that all come together to ultimately affect the outcome. So again, you'll just have to get the book to learn about those tips because we can't cover all of this today. Another thing though that I want to ask you about, your book has been called The Bible of Public mm-hmm. Speaking. It's also been called, and I find this to be a little fascinating, that it's a seminar in a book. Mm-hmm. So you've talked about some of the book's key messages today. What else will readers find in the book that gives it that seminar in a book tag? All right. One thing is at the end of every chapter, there are lists of do's and don'ts. So for those people who don't like to read, you can skim. And at the end of every chapter, you'll get the gist of what was talked about or written about. Another thing is there are templates. So there are outlines. There's a mind map and there is a 
informational and persuasive template. So again, it gives you the structure, so all you have to do is fill in the blanks. And it talks about every area, and it's different in that it's not theoretical. I'm actually giving you the, the tips, the exercises, and the skills so that a lot of times professors tend to use my book because it's so easy to teach from. And it, the students love it. It's easy to read. It's quick to read. It's very simple. So those are some of the differentiators, and that's why it's a seminar in a book. If you could leave our listeners today with one takeaway, what would it be? Invest in your speaking and presentation. It is the most competitive advantage you have today. It doesn't cost a lot. You can go to Toastmasters. You can go online. You can get a book for, for $20. But invest in your presentation. It's a leadership skill. It's critical to executive presence. And if you want to advance, you must be able to present yourself, your ideas, and your message. Where can we get a copy of your book? Well, you can go to Daresta.com, D as in David, I, R, E, S as in Sam, T as in Thomas, A.com. Or you can go to your Barnes & Noble stores or online. Okay, so Daresta.com, go out there, learn more about Diane, go out and get a copy of her book, Knockout Presentations, How to Deliver Your Message with Power, Punch, and Pizzazz. Diane, it's been a pleasure having you on the show today, and uh, I've, I've got a copy of your book. It is it is very easy, as you said, and just leads you right through. So I would encourage anybody who's listening today uh, that's taking Diane's message to heart to go out and get a copy. As she said, diarista.com, or you can go to uh, online, Amazon, and some of the major places. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. We appreciate the support of our sponsor, Interobank Solutions, providing writing, editing, and publishing services. Give them a call at 913-676-7272 or visit interobanksolutions.com. And thank you for tuning in today. Please be sure to join us for the next episode of Talking Business Now. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.